The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast is a production of Journeys Revealed Ministries. Glorify the Lord by your life. To learn more about this Catholic nonprofit apostolate, visit the website journeysrevealed.com. And now on with this month's show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. This is the podcast already for August of 2021. I pray that you are having a blessed summer, that you are soaking up the sun, S-U-N and S-O-N, ha, 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 right? And that you are really feeling refreshed and, and filled with renewed zeal to go out and to love him and serve him in greater and greater ways. Today, I want to share with you um, something I read recently, and then that brought me back, of course, to something I wrote so many years ago that made me laugh, like, I don't even know how many years ago this was, I'll have to do the math, and math is hard for me, made me laugh back then, and is still making me laugh today, and so I hope that you get something profound from today's episode, but also that you find it as amusing as I have found it all these years. So before we do that, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. I'm going to open with scripture. This is from Psalm 141, it's verses 1 through 4. Lord, I call to you. Come quickly to help me. Listen to my plea when I call. Let my prayer be incense before you, my uplifted hands an evening sacrifice. Set a guard, Lord, before my mouth, a gatekeeper at my lips. Do not let my heart incline to evil or yield to any sin. Particularly, our theme for today is Psalm 141, verse 3. Set a guard, Lord, before my mouth, a gatekeeper at my lips. How many of you, by a show of hands, have a problem with keeping your mouth shut at times? I'm raising my hand here. I hope I'm not the only one. Um, and that's going to—that's what we're going to talk about today. These times where we know, first of all, there is a time when we need to speak up, Okay. There, there is a time we need to speak. The Lord puts us in situations. He's putting something on our heart. Something needs to be said. And yes, perhaps we're the one that he's asking to say it. However, there are also many times, right, where the Lord is asking us to be still, to remain silent, to take these needs internally to a place of prayer, to surrender them to his mercy, to maybe put them into the intercession of his mother's hands. You know those times when the more you speak, the more the person you're speaking to pushes back. These are the times I'm talking about where maybe it's not the prudent thing for us to do to continue to preach and to speak. These are the times in a particular way I'm talking about today. These times where we know, man, I really should just keep my mouth shut and keep praying. And yet I just want to fix this or I just want to tell you what I think, right? And these are the times that we're talking about today. And this is where this psalm comes into play. Set a guard, Lord, before my mouth, a gatekeeper at my lips. Because if you're like me, if you raised your hand there when I asked you by a show of hands, how many of you have trouble with that? Then then you know that that's really difficult, right? That we really struggle with that. We can see the problem. We can see perhaps what the solution is, or at least what we think the solution is, right? And we're naturally inclined to want to help. This is a good thing to want to help our brothers and sisters out when we see a problem to want to offer assistance in some way. Um, But it's not so good when we're not prudent 
about when we speak and when we choose silence. And this is what we're talking about today. So set a guard, Lord, before my mouth, a gatekeeper at my lips. So let's backtrack a little bit before I get to the heart of this. What actually prompted me to want to share this with you today? I just finished up a book about um, St. Elizabeth of the Trinity and her life. It's called Elizabeth of the Trinity, A Life of Praise to God. It's written by a sister, Giovanni Della Croce. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, and translated into English by Julie Enzler, E-N-Z-L-E-R. Anyway, this book is um, shares a lot of St. Elizabeth's life and, and ties in some of her writings and things like that. But towards the very end of it, something really struck me. One very simple sentence that's in this book, and it reads, It is from listening to that which emanates from the word that the need to keep silent is born. Let me read that again. It is from listening to that which emanates from the word that the need to keep silent is born. I'm going to shorten it a little bit. It is from listening that the need to keep silent is born. Wow, did that strike me in a new way and get my wheels turning and, and really stir my heart to think about my own life of prayer these past, I don't know how many years, but to think about how my entire life I've been a talker, as I'm sure you can tell by the million podcasts I have. Um, I've always been an extrovert, extrovert, always been energized by being around people, always have loved to talk. And when I really first began taking seriously this life of prayer, and began showing up in prayer, began reconciling myself to the Lord in the sacrament of reconciliation on a regular basis, began receiving him worthily in Holy Communion um, very frequently, right? And as I began growing in the life of my soul, began growing in the life of my prayer, began growing, I felt myself being drawn more and more to silence. And when that happened, I immediately recognized, whoa, this is totally different for me. Like this is not anything that I've ever experienced before in my life. This is not who I am or who I've always been. Um, this isn't how I've always processed the world around me. So I knew that something different was happening and that it was likely a moving of the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, because it was just so, it was so different than anything that I had ever um, experienced before in my life. So just this longing for silence. And these, this simple sentence I just read you really just, I think, tells us like what is actually happening beneath the surface of all of that so yes that's what we're experiencing perhaps the what of it is we're feeling this draw to silence to more time in silence and perhaps you can go back and listen to last month's episode where I talked briefly about Eucharistic adoration and silence and his presence and the beauty of all of that um, but then what so that's the what that's what we're noticing on the outside but why is that happening and here I think lies the answer, or at least part of it, we're beginning to grow in our desire to want to listen, to want to listen to God, to want to hear his voice. In the beginning of prayer, it's quite natural that we show up and all we do is give God our laundry list of here's what I want, here's how I want this to work out, here's what this person needs, here's what I'm praying for today. By the way, here's where I'm going. If you'd like to follow, that'd be great. Follow along, right? And as we grow and mature and as we come to understand like who we are and who God is, then that that need to... Um, to change how we're praying. And by the way, if that's how we're showing up in prayer in the beginning, that's totally fine. God works with that and molds that and shapes that. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's where you are. So this is not certainly a judgment of that. It's simply an invitation to allow him to grow you more. Because eventually we get to a point where it's not so much about what we want. 
It's about what God wants for us. And when that change starts to take place, it's a pivotal moment in our soul's journey when that change starts to take place. And when that happens, what's happening beneath the surface of all of that and what's happening in, man, I really just want to sit in silence more. I really just want to be in his presence more. And I'm so tired of talking and I'm so tired of saying all of these things and I just want it all to stop. What's really happening is we're growing in our longing to listen. We're growing in our desire to hear what he has to say instead of what, this is what I have to say. Can you just do this and then keep following me, right? Instead of us just running and hoping God follows along, we take time to sit and say, you know what, where are you leading? Because you're God and I'm your child and I want to follow you. It's a pivotal moment in our soul's journey. And I think this is what's inspired me to like relook at this theme for today. This idea of, Yes, this need, this desire to want to sit in silence, this this desire to grow in solitude and to and to sit and rest on his on his breast, right? To listen to his beating heart. But what is that really stemming from in the beginning? Well, it's this desire to listen, to hear what he has to say to you. Okay, so that kind of brought you up to what brought us here today and brought us to this topic. So I had that like really just ruminating with that for these last several days of man I really think I want something with the podcast to be about that this idea of silence and really what's starting that is this growth in our need to want to listen to want to hear and I'm kind of thinking about past reflections I wrote and wondering about if I've ever touched on this theme in the past before and I came across the reflection as I was scanning the title the different titles of of the index of reflections in my book and I come across be still and know And I'm like, bingo, (laughs) as I chuckled to myself, there's the one I want to share with you guys for this month, be still and know. And maybe perhaps that's jogging a memory and you're already laughing as you think of it, because I could have also easily titled this one, the time Jesus told me to shut up. And perhaps that sounds a little harsh, right? And I've even had people tell that to me, Jesus told you to shut up. And yes, yes, he did, my friends, like, almost in those exact words. So this one could also, it, I, I went with a gentler approach and titled it Be Still and Know, but it could also be called The Time Jesus Told Me to Shut Up. And here again, let me backtrack this. So I'm, I'm in a point of struggle in my life, this point where the Lord is very clearly telling me to stop talking with, with certain situations in my life. You need to trust that I am control I am at work in the life of this soul who you are in contact with you need to trust that my will is supreme and that I am guiding this person along his or her journey you need to become a humble silent observer in all of this you need to be prayerful about when to speak and when not to speak more importantly when not to speak you need to keep praying for this particular person and trusting that i am doing all of the work and will continue to do this work and only when i ask you to do something do you need to become active in this okay so this is what i feel like the lord has been putting on my heart for months and he keeps giving me opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to keep my mouth shut and I keep opening my mouth and of course thinking well I can fix this for you if you just did xyz then you then all these problems would go away right and so this creates frustration turmoil issues in the relationship and yet I don't learn I go back it happens again you get my you get my drift here right so God very gently is trying to put this on my heart to get me 
to stop opening my mouth, trust that I've got this, trust that I'm guiding this person, and that I'm not asking you to be actively involved at this moment besides in your prayer and in your own um, life, your own example, right? And yet I keep opening my mouth. Okay, so this all comes to a head at one point, right? And you know what, without me explaining it anymore, let me just read to you this reflection. I think this will kind of sum it up. This is very early on in my book. Actually, it's reflection number 45. It's wrote or it's yeah, I wrote it on February 7th, 2014. And it's called Be Still. It reads, you tell us, my Lord, be still and know. I thought I had a good understanding of what this really meant, but yesterday I was given instruction, a penance actually, to dive into this passage a little more. So without delay, I headed to the Adoration Chapel and began to ponder. Be still and know. Hmm, what does this really mean? What are you trying to tell me? What am I still missing? I spend most of my days in silence, Lord. This can't be what you're telling me. No, it can't be. I spend much time every day in prayer, in study, getting to know you better. This can't be it either, can it? No, I don't think this is it either. There's got to be something else. There's got to be something more. As I continued reflecting, I was led to some other areas of scripture where you say something similar. Eventually, when I was least expecting it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh yes, your spirit spoke loud and clear. I heard exactly what you were saying and there was no denying what you were asking me to do. No, there was no denying your call to action. The answer was too clear, too obvious, too direct. It was impossible to misunderstand. To be honest, I found the bluntness of your message quite humorous. It was so funny to me, in fact, that I had to hold in my laughter so that it didn't disturb those praying next to me. Okay, so yes, the silence is necessary. Yes, prayer and studies are musts, but there's more. There is something more. This time, my Lord, your message was different. Yes, this time, my Lord, your message was new. As you know, I've been having a hard time living in the present these past few weeks. Yes, as you know, I've been having a hard time actively listening to those around me. You know, listening more than I talk. I had come to realize what you were asking me to do before this little penance, and you kept giving me opportunities to do it, to listen and not fix. But I just kept opening my mouth. Oh, it's easy to know what I'm supposed to do, but it's a lot harder to do it. And this is where my struggle has been. Yes, I've been struggling listening and not coming up with solutions in my head, holding my tongue and not telling people what I think they should do. I've been struggling keeping my mouth shut, even when I know this is exactly what you are asking of me. Apparently, you knew my disobedience would need more than a gentle nudge to right itself. Yeah, apparently you knew I would need to hear things in a more matter-of-fact way before I would start taking action. Apparently, you knew I would need you to just tell me like it is. How do I know? Well, my prayerful searching led to the discovery that be still can also be translated as shut up. (laughs) How funny. I mean, seriously. After hearing it put so directly, how could I deny what it was you were telling me? How could I ignore such an obvious statement of truth? No, I can't ignore it anymore. I can't pretend I don't know what you're asking of me. You, my God, want me to shut up. Yes, you, my God, want me to be still and listen. Oh, I knew I was talking too much. Yeah, I knew I needed to zip my lips. I guess I just needed you to give it to me straight before this knowing could become doing, huh? 
Ha ha ha. You actually told me to shut up. Seriously. I'm still laughing. You, my God, always know exactly what to say to get my attention. And you always know when I need a good laugh, too. Okay, so there is a lot of seriousness in what I just read to you there, everything we've been talking about on on the show today. And yet, I hope you're getting the humor behind all of this too. This is a very serious thing to be prayerfully discerning as we go out and about in our daily lives, as we're amidst conversations with others, to be always prudent about when we speak and when we don't speak. There's actually a quote in the in my devotional book towards the very end by uh, St. Poen, which I believe reads, um, silence is no virtue when charity demands speech. So again, like we talked about in the beginning, it's not always the prudent thing to remain silent. And yet, those of you who are like me know when you're in situations when the Lord isn't asking you to say anything, when he isn't asking you to fix the situation, when he isn't asking you to give your two cents or to give your opinion, and you know how difficult that might be, right? And so these are the times where I'm encouraging all of us, of course, I'm raising my hand, myself included, to spend time being more prudent, to be more actively present with those who are in our midst, to listen to them instead of thinking about what we're going to say next as soon as they stop talking. That's what actively listening means, right? That I am fully 100% engaged in what you are saying, and I'm not thinking about how I'm going to respond to this as soon as you take a breath, right? Think about that. Are you one who is in the habit of actively listening or are you one that's always coming up with where you're going, where the conversation needs to go next? And if you're doing that in your lives, in your human lives, in your human relationships, also it might be happening in your life of prayer with God. Think about that. What is it like in your life of prayer with God? Are you showing up and doing all of the talking or do you take time to actually listen? And remember that sentence I read to you from that book, it is from listening that the need to keep silent is born. When we become better listeners, then this it'll be natural for us to grow in our love of the silence, right? Because we'll want to hear. And if you're really going to hear, if you really want to pay attention to what people are telling you, if you really want to pay attention to what God is telling you, then you'll start drowning out anything and everything else, including your own thoughts and distractions that could be keeping you from hearing that. What I mean by that, you'll be drawn more and more to the silence, right? Right? So I pray that this is making some sort of sense to you. I pray that if you're not someone who can relate, if you're someone who is totally on the opposite end of this and is in a habit of just biting their tongue even when you know you should speak up, um, maybe you can know that there's other people out there that are totally different than that and you can grow in your empathy towards us. And as always, let us always, no matter where we're at on this spectrum, whether we find it easy to speak or we find it easier to be quiet, let's keep one another in prayer because it takes courage to do both. It takes courage to remain still, to hold your tongue when you want to speak, when the Lord is not asking you to, as well as it takes courage to speak up when you'd rather not say anything at all because you want to avoid any and all conflict at all costs. And it takes courage to actually say what it is the Lord has put on your heart. So let's be prayerful to one another, no matter what end of that spectrum we're on. As I read to you again, Psalm 141, 3 said, a guard, Lord, before my mouth, a gatekeeper at my lips. 
May we pray that God puts this gatekeeper over all of our lips, right? As we go forth and as we continue to grow in our yearning to listen, to become active listeners in our relationships with others. And yes, also in our relationship with God. And may this growth in our ability to become active listeners grow us into the depths of silence and solitude as well. Okay, joy being with you, my friends. Please, like I said, continue to keep me in your prayers and know that I am praying for you as well. And let's go ahead and pray together now the prayer that ends the reflection I just read to you. Again, that was reflection number 45. It's called Be Still, and the prayer that ends that, we'll pray that together now. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O Lord, I talk too much. Show me how to quiet my mind and my tongue. Show me how to live in the present and let you do the fixing. Show me how to get out of your way and let you do the work. Give me faith to trust in your process. Give me ears that listen and a mouth that speaks only when you open it. I love you. I thank you. I praise you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.